Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. This is Talk Wrestling on TalkSport 2. Hello, you're listening to Talk Wrestling from TalkSport on your Fight Night podcast feed. With me, Will Gavin, John Jackson, alongside me, fresh back from his trip to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where he attended WWE Payback, the follow-up show from SummerSlam. We're going to review that show today. Off the back of the latest 2K23 DLC, uh, we are going to be talking with a British wrestling legend in Wade Barrett. We talk about the possibility of WrestleMania in the UK and much more beside. Uh, And, of course, we will address and discuss the sad passing uh, in recent weeks of Bray Wyatt. Uh, This is all coming up uh, on Talk Wrestling from Talk Sports. Uh, You're listening to Talk Wrestling on Talk Sports. I say I'm Will Gavin, John Jackson alongside me. Uh, John, fresh faced and fancy free off the back of your trip to Pittsburgh. How are you feeling, sir? Yeah, I'm always fresh faced, Will, as you know. Uh, yeah, Pittsburgh was one of those things where I was in the United States and I had a stupid idea and decided to just book myself a flight and fly across the country for one night only. And I don't know if you've been to Pittsburgh, but it's uh, it's a fun city. You've got the football stadium there right by the uh, by the river. And it seems like it's a city that likes sports. I only managed to have a, a quick sort of walk around, but the amount of wrestling fans reminded me of our uh, a very infamous trip to New Orleans for WrestleMania a few years back. And it had that kind of vibe. There's people chanting in different bars. There was a, a queue that was probably the longest queue I've ever seen to get into a WWE event. <laughs> and I think that's probably because they only had the one door open. And we stood in it for about half an hour. And it was getting quite close to the showtime starting. And then one of the security guys was like, why are you coming here? There's another door up there and it's got like way more entrances. So it turns out that I think it's one of those situations where everyone had got into what they thought was just the best queue and it was the only queue and then no one had bothered to walk up a, a, a few steps no, no one had gone and checked that, yeah and it's that kind of thing of laziness isn't it <laughs> which no one could be bothered to just walk up those steps just to see if there was another door around the corner and uh, ended up standing in the queue for ages so yeah actually we managed to get around there and yeah it was it was very uh very slick and you know as you can imagine when you go and watch any events in america everything actually is very uh 
very fluid and and there's not really a queue like we get here in the uk it was just that i think people just didn't realize and i don't know just it felt like everyone was uh, in really good spirits because payback isn't one of those pay-per-views that's seen as being you know it's not a major one is it and actually this event surprised me because i really really enjoyed the whole thing and i kind of came away and you know you kind of go into this this kind of event where it's in the middle of you know survivor series is coming summer slams just happened and actually yeah i was uh, i was really really impressed and the matches went on too long which i think is uh is positive and it all got kicked off with lynch and trish stratus in a steel cage match which i mean what what more do you want but what more do you want Listen, look, I, 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 we will pour our way through the event and we'll discuss the, the, uh, all the stuff to, to do with that coming up shortly. And we'll also have that Wade Barrett interview as well. But, but first, I just want to ask you, look, I, I think it would be remiss of us to obviously not talk about Bray Wyatt. We're about a week plus removed now at this point from the, the, just the devastating news uh, of his passing. Obviously, we know he had the illness earlier this year. Uh, more and more kind of information coming out about what's happened. Uh, and obviously... I think, yeah, everyone has has had their say, and and the tributes have poured in already. So we don't, I don't want to spend, you know, half an hour, an hour talking about all our favourite matches and everything. But just to kind of say that, firstly, I think the reaction from the wrestling world just shows you what a, a stunning human being, uh, yeah, Wyndham Rotunda was. Um, from you know, every side of the aisle, from every company possible. Obviously, a lot of his friends and, and closest uh mm-hmm. friends from from the world of wrestling have, have moved on to other companies as well but yeah you've seen all elite wrestling you've seen impact wrestling you've seen those guys all uh, pouring their heart out as well there's been some phenomenal tributes on social media uh, coming just a day after obviously hardcore legend terry funk passed away as well you know the 10 bell salute on uh, SmackDown, Eric Rowan uh, coming back and being present at that. Um, you know, LA Knight showing some uh, some in-ring moments of, of dedication, and you know, you can't help but you, you can't help but kind of realise just how much the wrestling world is a family at this point. And, I, and I'm intrigued, you know, from from your perspective. I, I think back to you know when when Luke Harper passed away as well, and, and how sad. And devastating that was and obviously very affecting for a lot of the people involved in in this situation as well but i just wonder being in pittsburgh at the first pay-per-view the first major event after this happened was there a big reaction in the crowd did you see a lot of people in t-shirts was was there like a general kind of feeling uh, of of still some catharsis towards that situation as well while you were there you know when you're a wrestling fan you tend to buy a lot of t-shirts over the years and obviously people had if they had a Bray Wyatt t-shirt or they had a Wyatt family t-shirt, they were they were wearing those. And, you know, I, I kind of overheard, as I say, I was on my own, so it was a little bit tricky, but I kind of overheard people discussing it and people were still very much in shock, really, because you know, I think it took us all by surprise and we were really excited to see where it was going, the storyline. And, you know, it was one of those things where the teasing was potentially better than the reveal, uh, other than maybe that, that returning promo and, and things maybe dragged on a little bit longer than people wanted and you know obviously i guess more and more will, will come out over the coming months or whatever about what was planned and, and what might have been but you know that's not really worth thinking about now and yeah it was it was i don't know it felt for me like it was important and it, i was very lucky that I, that I was there at that next live event because you know there was a lot of 
it, there was just a lot of feeling in the room. You didn't really even need to discuss it with anyone to to see how people were feeling. And um, I know that some of the wrestlers did tributes and uh, you know had their own little sort of uh, little things that they did. Um, Seth Rollins did uh, kind of a few mannerisms that that Bray was uh, sort of known for doing in his main event, and you know people wearing the the armbands as well. And it's just you know it's a, a very sad situation, isn't it? Whenever a wrestler you know, either has a sort of serious injury or, or, you know, even worse. And I think it was just such a surprise because it was someone that, that was seen as being on the up and people were so intrigued about what was going to happen next. And, you know, we'd all missed him for a, a while and, and now we miss him eternally. And it's, yeah, it's just a very, very sad situation. And I guess all, all that can be done is is to kind of honour what was achieved in, in in a career that was actually quite a lot longer at WWE that I realised, you know, I kind of look back at some of the matches that we'd watched over the years and it didn't feel like that long. It's felt, you know, that's I guess his character felt that fresh, you know, and I know people were sort of mixed on some of the, the characters and maybe the original sort of Bray Wyatt Eater of Worlds was, was the character that everyone kind of related to not related to but you know what i mean kind of uh clinged on to the most and that the fiend was probably a bit divisive but you know what creative genius and and we all see the tributes that you know people from his family and friends have been have been paying and, and a family man and obviously has kids and a wife which is incredibly tragic and yes it, it did bring it back memories of, of luke harper which i think took everyone by surprise as well so yeah it was a kind of somber but positive and, and celebratory atmosphere, I would say, at Payback, and certainly a lot of people, you know, making very obvious tributes to him by by dressing as him or wearing his merchandise. And uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, a huge character who's who's going to live on in his body of work and and his tributes and you know his, you know, what people have said about him and and how what big impact he had on the people around him. And it seems like, although he might have been a quite complex character. When it comes to his wrestling persona or potentially his sort of creative mind, just seems like he was a very nice bloke and kind to everyone. Uh, look, I, I, you know, as I say, we could do uh, an hour plus on this, and so let's not, um, you know, uh, retread the same territory that everyone else has done over the last week. Just to say, you know, uh, thank you, uh, thank you to all those who have kind of had their outpouring and it's been wonderful to see and, and lovely to see the dedication to his family and, and his friends and everything. And, and so, you know. We remember the genius. We remember the great wrestler, uh, and yeah, we kind of hope that his his memory lives on. So, uh, listen, wonderful stuff uh, from from WWE, from AEW, from Impact, and beyond, and their dedications. But but let's turn our attention to the wrestling in the ring now. Um, the the event itself, uh, the uh, payback event. Look, you you mentioned how things kicked off with. Um, Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus in a steel cage match that to me, I have to say, felt so much better than anything I, I could have ever expected. And maybe, I mean, I thought the the uh, tag team championship match, whilst, whilst not living up to quite the level of, you know, WrestleMania, although should it ever live up to that sort of level, um, uh, was kind of a fight a brilliant example of tag wrestling and, and the judgment days rise is is something that i'm really excited and hyped about because of the way that they're teasing it and the way that they're kind of pulling together all the different threads of uh, also them holding all the gold but also having them potentially having some rifts in there as well but yeah i think the steel cage match was alongside that tag match for probably my match of the night which i, I kind of feel like tris stratus at, 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 at 48 years old and somebody who's 
not been a regular in wrestling. So obviously we see 48 year olds in wrestling who, who, you know, do their thing regularly and are fantastic, but someone who's not a regular, a match that she just absolutely nailed. And I thought her and Becky were brilliant and told a great story and, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah, it was one of those matches that I was unsure of how it would go. And as I kind of said before, I was struggling to get into the venue at this point and there was there was concerns that I would uh, miss some of it. But luckily I didn't. I got in there and yeah, I, I kind of, I think you just think when a, when someone like Trish Stratus comes back, you think, okay, well, they're coming back because they've got a gap in their schedule. You know, they, they've always got a love for what they used to do full time and they're just going to have a bit of a go and it'll be more of a kind of appearance-based uh, situation it, this wasn't that at all you know it was it was a, a great match and she was you know didn't a didn't look like she'd been away and and only recently returned but also just was was throwing herself into it completely and, and told a great story and you know obviously the ending went in the favor of becky lynch but it was good to see that zoe stark came out and they're well i guess they're using trish a little bit to uh to elevate zoe stark and obviously she snapped and that was uh, enough for, for her and, uh, yeah, I mean, got a bit of uh, what she deserves and I think the crowd were very, very happy to see that. But, yeah, all in all, what a great way to start a, a premium live event because you don't start a premium live event with a cage match and it not be very good. I mean, most cage matches are, are pretty good because they built up to these things. But, you know, I was worried it'd be one of those cage matches you occasionally and not so often these days, but you got on Raw or SmackDown where you're like, oh, they've got a cage match. Oh, okay. It's not quite, you know, the cage, the cage is the attraction. You know, everyone's looking at the fact it's a different type of match and then the match itself isn't that good. But yeah, this one was very good and I haven't actually looked at any of the reviews from the usual people online, but I would imagine they would be relatively positive about this because I enjoyed it and I think you got the crowd really hyped actually in the arena. Yeah, I, I, so I, I genuinely thought that was sensational. I thought... You know, LA Knight and The Miz with John Cena kind of did the job of putting Knight over eventually. I'm, I'm not sure we need Cena involved in an LA Knight push because it just kind of feels unnecessary to try and boost a guy who is already making a star name of himself a bigger star. I don't know. What was the reaction like in the arena to that? LA Knight is by far and was by far the most over performer you know, people are really jumping on the LA Knight uh, hype train. Uh, I spoke to him uh, not too long ago and, you know, he was just saying he's going to take this opportunity and run with it. And it seems like he's running with it, you know, being in the ring with John Cena and The Miz. Uh, obviously, The Miz, someone we've discussed quite a lot over the years, didn't really get him at first. Now, actually, a huge fan and, and everything he does, he, he does really well. And you get the outcome that obviously he's been, he's been you know, given to, to deliver, whether that's in his favour or not. But um, yeah, I, I, honestly, having those three in the ring was really, really good. And I know that you, you know, you say that we don't need John Cena necessarily, but it's great to have him back. And you know, we all know the reasons why he's back at the moment. And let's see how long that goes on. But I think you know, any time you get John Cena coming out, especially for the kids, honestly, you know, you see all the kids with their John Cena merchandise. And I saw so many kids in Pittsburgh dressed as John Cena. And bearing in mind, John Cena's not been around for quite a long time, certainly not full time. It is amazing to see what connection he still has with the kids. And obviously, they were selling all the merchandise as well. So that's going to continue on and on and on. But yeah, I think, you know, huge pop for LA Knight, huge pop for John Cena. And what more can you want, you know? So uh, it's one of those matches where how do you follow a great cage match 
well, you get the most over guy possible at the moment and you get him to beat the guy that everyone hates and you get John Cena in, in the mix as well. So, you know, a kind of perfect follow-up match, I'd say. Yeah, I, I follow through, I, you know, Rey Mysterio, Austin Theory, fine, you know, nice sprint match, enjoyed that. I've, I've mentioned the kind of street fight for, for Judgment Day against KO and, and, and Sami Zayn, which it feels like there is some kind of injury, something that KO is ca- carrying, something we might see him off TV for a little while now. Also, with a, a, in an event where you've not got any involvement from the bloodline, this felt really important. And between that and then Rhea retaining the the, the women's championship, it, it kind of it gave a big focus for WWE, which isn't Roman Reigns, which has been a little bit of the downfall maybe in recent times, right? Yeah, and people who criticise him not being involved as much, I get that. They want to see him. I, I also see the the argument that when he's not there all the time, it makes his appearances mean more, which is great. But in, in that kind of way, when you've got all the bloodline stuff that's gone on and is continuing to go on, to then have this other faction who are really intriguing at the start, I wasn't too sure about it. I wondered whether they, you know, they turned on edge a bit early, but actually it turns out that they've really come into their own. You know, you've got all these different stories and it'll be interesting to see how that develops with sort of, you know, interstable politics continuing and actually having Rhea Ripley as basically the leader of this faction, although let's face it, none of the guys would admit she's the leader, maybe other than Dom, um, which I really like. And I think that it's, yeah, I mean, her match against uh, Raquel Rodriguez was, was all right. I wasn't, you know, that bothered about it. It's obvious that, you know, Rhea Ripley's going to be the champion for a very long time. A little bit of interference with uh, with Dirty Dom, but, you know, that's what he's going to do because he's actually, you know, probably the biggest heel at the moment. You can hear the reaction he gets on TV and you certainly heard that in the arena on uh, 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 in Pittsburgh. I, I think, like, the... the... The level of violence in the in the tag match was just pitched absolutely right, and like they really did well at the the false finishes and the multiple times where I thought it was all over, but it never felt too long, which has been my yeah, kind of uh, the thing that I've I've had against things. I did think that actually, uh, opposite to that, Ripley and and R- Rodriguez maybe did go too long for what could have should have been the what's the women equivalent of meaty men slapping me like it just needed to be big heavy power i think the concern is that yeah if i I would rather they've just got eight minute boss fight style i guess my concern for rhea ripley is i love her i think she's brilliant i think she should be pushed in the women's division for years to come with becky involved in trish with charlotte not around at the moment with uh you know bianca and the split and everything else happening I just don't know what what is the obvious like who's going into a feud with Rhea for the next three pay per views and genuinely challenging her and looking like she they could beat her. I think she retains. I think she holds this title until at least WrestleMania and probably beyond. I think we could see her be absolutely dominant for a while, but that doesn't mean that I don't want to at WrestleMania have somebody who feels like a legit threat to her. And right now, outside of them doing a returning Charlotte Flair thing or something like that, I just don't. I'm not quite there and 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 ready for it to to be honest but um let's do main event shinsuke nakamura against seth rollins you know how over this was for me to have nakamura being properly presented as a main event threat about 
the way that they tease the stuff around Rollins' back, the way that they tease the um, the stuff with with Nakamura being like a proper nasty heel baddie, and, and again, this maybe went a tiny bit too long, but the match itself I thought was very very good nakamura when he's given time in a singles match to tell a story still shows the brilliant flair he always had in japan and even in his early days of of wwe as well they dealt with the kind of knee and the back injuries really nicely i thought rollins sold that brilliantly i loved having great moots there as well uh to watch the match it, it, I, this is for me the prime example of how you deal with a kind of a mid-card level talent as Nakamura sadly is in these days coming up presenting a challenge obviously not a real challenge we don't think he's going to take the title it's the way that you fill a pay-per-view like payback because we don't expect Rollins to drop the title unless it's a major event or a big shock and then you still put on a great match you still make him feel like a risk like I think this is WWE pitched this as perfectly as they could doesn't make it a five star match but it makes it exactly what it needed to be for the event for me yeah absolutely I have just looked at what Dave Meltzer thought of all this and he gave it 3.5 stars and I think that's fair I think if you're if you're a fan of wrestling as in watching people perform rather than watching people act or whatever you know it was it was what you wanted to see and I think that you know, I I was a little bit, I don't know, the, the women's match didn't really grab me so much. So I was really looking forward to this main event. And I was like, you know what, this 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 needs to be good for me to be saying to you right now that this was a, a really surprising quality event. And actually, it really, really was. And yeah, I, the story has been set up really well, as you say, with the injury angles. And it, it kind of, it was just, it was just a perfect sort of ending to the night with, with just a, with a great match. And I think, you know, as you say, nothing went on too long. And with it being the longest match of the night, that makes a lot of sense. It's the main event, for example. But it didn't. It wasn't like you know, in near the forty-minute mark, like we've seen with Roman Reigns matches in recent times. It was you know about half an hour or so. The kind of finish we expected, but still some great action there, and you know some some great spots, particularly from Seth Rollins. And you know, I I'm interested to see where it goes next. And I think that's that's what you need to leave people with, right? You need to leave people with intrigue and see what each of these guys do next. Right, John, I, I think we've we've covered off payback pretty nicely. I think we're intrigued to see how things go on into uh, you know the next uh, upcoming kind of run of, of major events. Uh, you know, fast lane, crown jewel. It's not the it's not the kind of pre survivor series. It's not necessarily the the enthralling run of events that we're necessarily <laughs> expecting this is the this is for me the biggest lull in the year is that summer slam to survivor series time so how are they going to fill that super intrigued to watch uh raw smackdown etc over the coming weeks see what storylines come out of the event you know we've already saw um uh you know coming out of the the, the back of of this some some teasing of of where all of these guys are going to go and so we will uh, kind of cover off a bit of that, you know, Jey Uso um, stuff on on Raw. We thought was really interesting to see that they immediately go straight back into the Bloodline stuff and actually to split Jay and Jimmy and actually do that and, and make it official. I'm I'm all for. I'm happy with Nakamura going up against Seth again. Last man standing at Fast Lane, great. 
all for that. I think that'll be a great match. And and they continue to push the judgment day. So everything they're doing everything right at the moment for this period of time. I just intrigued to see, you know, does LA Knight get a push? Who actually challenges Roman? All that stuff I think is gonna be fascinating over the coming months. Uh, right, let's talk uh, DLC and let's talk WWE 2K23 because last month, the latest 2K23 DLC pack came out. Uh, the final of the season pass. You can still get the season pass to get all of them. Uh, this one involving you know, a few decent names from the world of NXT, etc. Nathan Fraser in particular is a talent I'm super, super excited about. So uh, I've been playing with him a little bit in the game and, and trying some of the high-flying stuff that he can do. But the Does headline... Does his hair act, look as good as you'd imagine, Will? Uh, I mean, considering the quality of the graphics in this game, yes, it looks absolutely sensational. I'm not sure yeah. you can ever make it look as good as real life, but it looks pretty spectacular. Um, yes. Well, obviously, Wade Barrett is is the main attraction yeah. for both of us, I would say, in this. And obviously, it's called the Bad News You Pack. I get it. But Bad News gets most of the focus in that name. And for me, Wade Barrett is one of those wrestlers that kind of fell in the period of wrestling where I was doing a breakfast radio show and I was just getting up so early in the morning that there's no chance I could stay up and watch WWE and then I just couldn't catch up with it because then at the end of the day, I was absolutely knackered. And I was like a four or five year period where wrestling kind of, I just kind of saw little bits of it. And Wade Barrett's whole, you know, peak, I guess, in WWE was something that passed me by quite a lot, which is a shame, but... I kind of still really like him and I feel like I've actually not really watched many of his matches. Does that make sense? It's kind of weird. Like, I know who he is. I know what he's all about. We've had a, a Twitter interaction about Preston, his uh, beloved Preston, uh, before where he's made me look like a fool and all of his mates and supporters of Preston have jumped on me and, and taken the mick and made me look even more stupid. So thanks for that. Um, but yeah, I feel like I've I've not watched too many of his actually uh, actual matches. And if I ever get time to go back and watch any sort of wrestler he's one of the sort of guys i want to investigate a little bit more so it's nice that i can now play as him or beat him up of course with uh with my favorite wrestler on the game otis uh, after my little royal rumble uh, escapade i had with him where i think i got knocked out in about three minutes um listen I i'm uh i'm here for it i uh i've been playing already with him quite already it's worth mentioning that obviously uh, you may have already seen this interview. It's up on our uh, website at talksport.com forward slash wrestling. Uh, so you can watch the video for it there. You can see the full article there. You may well have seen the headline uh, about him calling out Roy Keane, who he'd like to face if he does return to the ring for a UK <laughs> WrestleMania. So it's a really good fun chat. I'm a huge fan of Wade Barrett. It is worth pointing out we did this back on the 14th of August. So it was uh, ahead of the sad news of, of Bray Wyatt's passing, hence us not touching on that subject. Felt it a bit odd that after we've paid tribute to him, we would have an interview where it's not kind of mentioned. So I just want to kind of preface that from for Wade's perspective and for ours. Uh, but otherwise, really, really fun chat. Really enjoyed this. This is the brilliant Wade Barrett. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm delighted to say that joining the show now, ahead of the release of the brand new WWE 2K23 DLC featuring the man himself, Wade Barrett. Stu Bennett, how are you doing, sir? I'm superb. Thank you very much. It's great to be back on TalkSport talking about WWE 2K23. Uh, Firstly, happy birthday for yesterday. Thank you very much. I'm getting old, right? A lot of just for men in this hair right now, but um, (laughs) I'll I'll keep fooling everyone for as long as I can that I'm young and dynamic. Uh, Well, I don't know. Young and dynamic. You are starring in a video game. That's quite young and dynamic, right? That's pretty cool, right? I I think it's an old version of me, though. That's the problem. It's not the current (laughs) version of me. It's the um, the guy from about 10 years ago, I think. So, yeah, that guy maybe was a bit more young and dynamic. Was it? Is it nice to see as you pop up in the game uh, a slightly younger and, as you say, more dynamic in your words i want to be clear version of yourself (laughs) yeah i'll tell you what there are some there are some people these days who complain when their face gets airbrushed in pictures and they remove all the flaws and and they, they want the real them presented to the world when i get my picture taken in wwe i insist every filter you've got every app you've got to remove the wrinkles and the gray hairs do it now put it on there give me the best version of me don't give them the the flaws and the uh, the creases and all that stuff. So that's my policy anyway. So good to have the young version of me on the game. Are you a gamer? Will you actually play the game yourself? Yeah, I will play the game. So I'm um, not a huge gamer these days. I mainly play a Nintendo Switch because I have to fly every week all over the country. Um, and I have a lot of downtime on the flight. So that keeps me occupied. Um, I used to be a bigger gamer when I was younger. I used to have all the Mega Drive and the Super Nintendo and N64 and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to checking this game out. I always had good fun in the past whenever I got to use one of the uh, WWE 2K games or whenever I was in those. So it really is every wrestler's dream to be in a video game like that and live forever. And I still get people messaging me to this day telling me they're playing the 2010 version of the game or the 2012 version of the game so these games really do last a long time and people um love going back to them they have so much longevity we said about how exciting it is to see a lovely younger you said like airbrushed version of yourself but is there any part of you that that looks at it and it gives you just that little bit of desire that little bit of itch because it's not just i'm there i'm around the product i'm seeing it happening which i'm sure gets kind of the hairs on the back of the neck going but it's actually seeing yourself in a ring doing your moves and i don't know i wonder if that just gives you just that little bit more of an itch There's always a little bit of me. I don't really have any goals and desires to get back in the ring, but I'm not going to rule it out because if the right scenario was presented to me, hey, it's a one-off match or something like that against somebody I'd really like to take on, then great. Um, I'm fortunate in that, as you mentioned, I'm around the industry. 
Um, I'm doing commentary on Raw now, so I'm I'm really in the thick of it, and I get my itch scratched for being around it all and chatting with the guys and having fun around it. Um, and every time I start to think to myself, you know what, I wouldn't mind getting back in the ring. I think there's a, a, a little more gas left in the tank, so to speak. Um, I'll see someone like Gunther go in there and decimate an opponent. I think, oh, you know what, I'm safer at the desk. Maybe maybe my glory <laughs> days are in the rearview mirror. So I never get too comfortable and too confident because there's some dangerous men in the WWE ring. You're not itching to take a few of those chops to the chest then? Oh, hell no. Hell no. People keep pushing for it. That's the match we want. Come back. We've never seen you and Gunther. I was like, yeah, it's never going to happen, guys. <laughs> if I come back, I want an easy match. I want to take on Michael Cole, my commentary partner, or someone like that, someone who I know I can beat easily, not someone like Gunther. I, I've really enjoyed... You mentioned Michael Cole and the move to Raw. I, I've really enjoyed recently. There's been... I feel like a bit of a renaissance in people, the way they view... Michael Cole. A lot of it for me is to do with the Bloodline story and the way he's told that, but WWE showing a lot more of his reactions on social media. What's been your experience of working with Cole and what you've learned from him? Yeah, Cole's awesome. I've been doing commentary on and off for several years, but it's only in the past 12 months I've got to work with Michael Cole, who is undoubtedly the GOAT, the single GOAT of professional wrestling, sports entertainment commentary. There's never been anyone better um, he's about 27 years deep into his career now. Uh, so for me to get to sit with him early in my uh, commentary career and, and get to learn from him, get his advice has been just superb for me and helped drag me up, not to his level, but you know certainly a lot higher than I was when I first came in. So I'm very lucky to work with him. We get along really well off screen too, which I think helps massively. He likes a couple of drinks at the bar. We seem to have very similar tastes in music and sport uh we're both passionate guys we love the wwe and the industry surrounding it so yeah i have a lot of fun with michael cole and i think that kind of bond we have away from the camera helps our chemistry on screen so yeah i love working with him he's done a superb job and quite rightly at this point in his career he's finally getting his flowers from the wider wwe universe and people really respect his ability to push characters and stories forward as you mentioned like with the bloodline stuff are you telling me you've managed to get you said music sport have you got michael cole on the preston north end train is that what going i have so we had a very interesting chat at the bar about three months ago um where we we had a couple of whiskeys i'm not gonna lie and michael cole started telling me how much he loved the show ted lasso um, now, this was a surprise to me because Michael Cole traditionally hadn't been too pro soccer, as he calls it. He kind of looked down his nose at it. Anyway, he was very passionately telling me how I had to watch uh, Ted Lasso. So I made a deal with him. I'll watch Ted Lasso if you become a Preston North End supporter. And he agreed. And he's now talking about potential Preston North End loan signing Tom Cannon. Um, he's talking about that on, on SmackDown. He talked about it again on Raw this week. So he's he's definitely in bed with Preston North End now. That's his team. I see, we've seen the kind of celebrity influx at, at clubs like Wrexham, obviously, Burnley recently, uh, Tom Brady turning up at Birmingham. I'm all for a kind of a Wade Barrett, Michael Cole investing in Preston North End. I think, for me, that's that's the next big kind of American, I, guess, I know you're not, but that invasion for a club. Oh, the, the, the problem we have is when you look at the, the kind of money that um, J.J. Watt has investing in Burnley or Tom Brady investing in Birmingham, 
I don't think Michael Cole and I can quite match that. So what we really need to do, we need to get someone like a Triple H or a Vince McMahon and convince them to invest in Preston North End. And then I think things will really start to happen. Yeah, I was going to say, if only you had friends who were billionaires, that might be right. uh, <laughs> might help the situation uh, a little bit. I love what you said about, about Gunter. And, and as a guy who carried that IC title so brilliantly during your career, what do you make of, of his run and, and this possibility for him to, to break that record in this next month? I think he's superb. I think it's, to me anyway, a foregone conclusion that he's going to break Honky Tonk Man's Intercontinental Championship record. Um, Nothing but respect for the guy. He's come in. He's passionate about this industry. I like the fact that he's confident enough within himself to portray his own style in that ring. He never felt the need when he turned up in WWE to acquiesce to, no, this is how we do it in WWE. Now, he's brought his own style over from Europe that he was already competing in for years. And he said, he's bet on himself and said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to compete in my style. I think my style is better than anybody else's, regardless of what's come before in WWE. I'm going to do it my way. And the fact that not only has he been on this almost record breaking championship reign with the Intercontinental Championship, um, but he's having banger after banger with guys like Sheamus, uh, Drew McIntyre, Ilya Dragunov, all these varied superstars that he's competed with every single time the match is just superb so this guy is changing the industry for us and there could be no better representative of the intercontinental championship than gunther love it the the other guy i wanted to ask you about and it it comes back to what you're saying about you know being 43 years old now la knight and this run he's having at at 40 years old you got a number of different eras of your own career over the nexus bad news king barrett what would be your advice to him coming in at, at this very late stage of his career and getting suddenly so hot with the wwe crowd to keep that momentum going now yeah i think um the thing with la night i've been aware of him for well i've worked with him for kind of on off the the past four or five years in different roles and different companies and i've been aware of him for a long time i think Management of WWE has been aware of him and his abilities for a long time. A guy like that has always been really good and he's always had this potential. Why there was a disconnect previously and why he hadn't been on our TV screens for the past 10 years, I don't know. Maybe there was some disconnect with management in the past, um, but for whatever reason, he's getting his opportunities now. And with a guy that good and that charismatic and that entertaining, um, once he gets an opportunity, it's going to work. And I was aware of that the second I set eyes on this guy. So it's hard for me to really give him any advice on what to do to keep this momentum going forward because I think he has the natural ability to do it. All he needs is to make sure he keeps getting those opportunities. And that, unfortunately, in the world that we inhabit in WWE or or sports entertainment, you are – Uh, reliant on management giving you those opportunities. So he has to just, you know, play the political game to an extent, but when he gets those opportunities, keep smashing them like only he can. Let's talk about uh, the UK scene at the moment, particularly how special it was to get you know, major pay-per-view back in London for the first time in, in so long in Money in the Bank. And then, you know, they go and bring John Cena out and start teasing us with a bit of WrestleMania coming to these shores. That had to get the, the juices flowing a little bit, Wade. Oh, yeah, to put it this way, if there's a WrestleMania in the UK, I am dusting off the boots. I'm getting the trunks back. The elastic's probably rotted, so I might have to get them fixed. Uh, but I will be absolutely doing everything I can to get on that show if we eventually get a WrestleMania in the UK. 
Um, I don't know if John Cena has the inside scoop on something, but I will say from the conversations I've had with important people in management, there is nothing immediately on the horizon. I don't want to whip up a frenzy of people thinking it's going to be the next WrestleMania or anything. I've not personally heard that. Um, I would love for it to happen. I know for the fact the entirety of the UK and probably the wider area of Europe would love it to have a WrestleMania in our backyard. We'll see. I, I, I don't want to come on here and make promises, but yeah, it would be mind-blowing to see us actually get a WrestleMania. There could be no bigger moments in the history of British wrestling or wrestling in the UK than for us to secure something like that. So yeah, let's hope so. If you did dust them off for a UK WrestleMania, I mean, maybe the obvious answer is a certain former England and Man United striker, but who might you be willing to get in there with if it's not Wayne Rooney for, uh, for that one last run? You know, if it's not Wayne Rooney, I think the entirety of the UK and Ireland would really appreciate somebody shutting up Roy Keane once and for all. He talked a little smack once upon a time about me. He's probably forgotten about it, but I haven't. Um, he actually ridiculed WWE and he mocked the fact that Wayne Rooney was having fun on his day off at WWE instead of focusing and, and being a miserable git on um, on Manchester United and, and training with them and, and getting his goals up at Man United, whatever he was saying. Listen, Roy Keane wants a piece of me. I would knock his teeth out in a heartbeat. Um, I probably have a hundred pounds on Roy Keane. I know he was the tough guy on the pitch. It's a very different world when you step in the WWE ring and you're in there with real men like Wade Barrett. I would whoop him. I would send him back to Old Trafford. I would send him back to Ireland, wherever he wants to get sent. But trust me, I think that would be a spectacle for the ages. WrestleMania in the UK and me dropping Roy Keane in about five maybe six seconds absolutely love it look thank you so much for your time really excited this 16th of august when this new dlc drops and we do get a chance to play with the maybe 10 years ago uh, version of you with the bad news you pack so thank you so much really appreciate your time sir thank you well appreciate it i'm asuka and you are listening to talk sports wwe coverage brought to you by WWE 2K23. Wade Barrett speaking to us for Talk Sport for the bad news you pack, the latest DLC from WWE 2K23 <laughs> available now uh, in the uh, well in the various stores that you get your game. Uh, you can buy it through the game itself. You can buy it separately through you know the PlayStation Store, the Xbox Store uh, as well. And look, there's been so much great stuff across the DLC going back to the kind of you get the ruthless aggression stuff, the early edition Lesnar. Batista, Orton, prototype John Cena and stuff as well. Obviously, you did the pre-order, you get the Bad Bunny stuff, uh, but you can still get that if you get the Deluxe or Icon Edition. So, so much cool stuff uh, coming out through 2K23. I, do, I truly think it's the best edition of the game that we've had in years. So, absolutely love it. Well worth your time and checking out. Uh, John, from you, before we go, any final thoughts? I actually don't have any final thoughts, Well. Uh, I know I normally have a final thought. Well, the final thought actually is uh, that uh, is my anecdote about Wade Barrett because you know he is a playable character with this new content, and and that final thought was that uh, for people who are you know been sitting there listening to him talking, thinking, oh, I wonder wonder what he said on Twitter to offend so many people uh, on on my behalf, and then maybe a bit stupid. Uh, I just simply suggested that Preston, the football team. One of those teams, one of those teams you always lose to or you always get a draw against. And apparently that's something that he, uh, that him and the, the Preston fans are, are quite annoyed about being called one of those teams. And I, I really hit a nerve. And I quite like that 
Wade Barrett actually replied to my tweet with a gif of him hitting his gavel, which I thought was quite weird that you'd reply with a, a gif, a meme of yourself. But I have to respect that. And, and that is the anecdote, Will. Love it. That's fantastic. Absolutely sensational. Worth the you wait, are bad it? news after all, John Jackson. Uh <laughs> Thank you so much uh, for listening. This has been Talk Wrestling from Talk Sport uh, with me, Will Gavin. John Jackson, uh, continue to like and subscribe. Go on to the uh, go on to our uh, Fight Night feed and, and leave reviews. Let us know. It, you know it, it's great to see the growth and the number of people who are coming in for this. So thank you so much for getting involved. Thank you to the guys at 2K23 as well. This has been Talk Wrestling. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.